You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this Wisconsin Sports Heroics podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network. My name is Sam Holman. I'm going to be flying solo today. Um, McQuaid wasn't able to make it for this podcast. Um, but today we're actually going to be doing something new. We're going to be uh, doing a mailbag. A couple of days ago, I uh, posted on Twitter just asking for questions that uh, listeners had. So I'm going to answer some of those. Um, one thing before I get to that, I'm sure that you've heard by this point, but Jair Alexander, Packers star cornerback, it has been re-signed to a four-year, $84 million contract. Um, I'm not a huge contract guy, so I'm not going to be do a super, not going to be doing a super detailed breakdown on that. Um, from what I understand, though, uh, it's very affordable within the first year. Um, then becomes obviously more expensive as the years go on. But I think this is this is such a a big sign for the Packers. I wrote uh, a little bit ago for Wisconsin Sports Heroics. I wrote an article about how the Packers secondary is going to kind of shake out now that that spot is uh, solidified with the Jair's resigning. And just he, his ability to just move over the field just gives the Packers so many options because the way off NFL offenses are kind of adjusting to attack defenses nowadays is they're they're moving their star receivers around, right? So that you know, we saw it last year with Devontae Adams, and we've really seen it in the last couple of years where he's moving into the slot, he's moving into the X, the Z even sometimes into the backfield, right? We've seen the same thing with Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, a bunch of other star receivers. And so it it's vital. It's so valuable to have a cornerback who can kind of do the same thing, right? He can move into the slot. He can move into the boundary, where, wherever you need him to go. And then just looking at the Packers secondary as a whole, I think that this this unit is defined by its versatility, right? So you've got um, – we, we know that the Packers have talked about uh, moving Rasul around, moving Stokes around a little bit. And I think that what they're going to be trying to do is they're going to be trying to do something similar as Jair moving around, right? He's going to be following the star receiver around. Um, at least that's what we're assuming, right? So what makes the most sense. But Rasul and Stokes, they're kind of bigger receivers. So they give you another option to combat those um those bigger receivers the big slots that have been kind of coming into vogue over the last couple of years right the the zach pascals the chris godwins those guys who are who are bigger maybe not those smaller shiftier types like we used to see with wes welker julian edelman cole beasley those guys and so kind of the gist of the article i wrote was that the secondary of the packers allows them to really combat those those trends of NFL offenses and I just think it's going to be really exciting to see how Joe Barry chooses to do that in uh 2022 so yeah I just wanted to cover that Jair news news real quick um but now that we've kind of dealt with that we're going to be moving into some listener questions here so let me pull some up 
All right. So the first question I have here is from, I'm not sure how to say this, Gooseborn or Gosborn. It's G-O-S-E-B-O-U-R-N-E. That's at Gooseborn1 on Twitter. He asks, who sees more snaps on defense this year, Wyatt or Walker? So I think the answer, so I think the answer here is going to be Walker, right? Because he's kind of the one moving into the starting position, right? He's taking the position, he's taking the snaps of Chris Barnes. He's presumably going to be the other linebacker in base and nickel. And from everything we've seen, it sounds like the Packers want to move more into a nickel style defense, right? So he, I would expect him to be on the field for a lot of the time. Um, Wyatt, I mean, it's going to, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how he gets used. I obviously defensive line is a a position where guys rotate in and out a lot. So he's probably not, he's probably not going to play as many snaps as Walker just because of that. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the Packers deploy their defensive line in general, right? Who are they sending out there on third downs? Who are they sending out on rundowns? Just kind of looking at that and seeing who the Packers like in situational, in different situations can, I think can be, could be really interesting, even in preseason, right? We can see, some of what they might want to do in those situations. Um, but yeah, it's going to be definitely interesting. Like I said, I think that a Walker is probably going to be the guy who gets the most snaps um, just because of the way the depth is at the, their respective positions. But yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how they both are used. Um, next question here, or a couple of questions actually from Tyler Carl. Uh, he's another writer over at Wisconsin Sports Rux. So Tyler, thanks for sending in all those questions. Um, so he's got quite a few here. So first one, he says, fantasy wise, where does Rogers finish? No. Oh, and by the way, uh, Tyler's uh, handle on Twitter is at wife calls me Carl. But so yes, like I said, he asked fantasy wise, where does Rogers finish? So that, that's an interesting question. Now, full disclosure, I'm not a fantasy guy. I actually only started playing it you know, just recently, like last year. Um, not going to brag, but I did play second in my league. Anyway, um, so I, I kind of went and looked at where um, Rogers finished in 2021, uh, just to kind of see what he was, what it was like when he did have Devontae Adams. And then I looked at the top ten, the other top ten quarterbacks to see kind of where they were at, you know, in points per game average, and their overall points. Because I think that he is going to have a little bit of a down year just based on the way their offense is going to have to be structured as their rookies kind of they, they adjust to the NFL, right? He's not going to have that, that those nine targets, seven yards and one touchdown that Devontae Adams was going to provide like every week. So I think that they'll lean on the running game a bit more. Um, and that'll obviously take away from how much Rodgers is going to be asked to contribute. So Looking at 2021 stats, it uh, looks like Aaron Rodgers, he recorded an average of 20.8 fantasy points per game at, for a 332.3 point total over the whole season. So uh, looking at, and then looking at the top 10 quarterbacks from last year, um, he was six and then uh, below him, so recording less points than him were Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Kyler Murray to round out the top 10. I think that he may record, he recorded like 330 fantasy points. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe he records closer to 300. That's completely, like I said, I'm not an expert or anything at this, 
that's just a completely off-base guess, just taking in, you know, he may be asked to contribute less, though I still think he's going to have a good season, obviously, because he's still got Lazard, he's still got Cobb, he's still got some of those guys he can depend on. But yeah, I could see him placing just outside of the top 10 and in that kind of area. Um, I think another thing, you know, just fantasy ramblings, um, he may not be like a dependable week-to-week starter just because I think that the Packers are going to game plan a lot. They're going to have to be more specialized week-to-week without that reliable Devontae contribution that they used to have. And so, you know, one week they may run the ball 40 times or whatever, and Rodgers may be only asked to pass it 15. That's probably an extreme example, but I I think that it could be more variable from week-to-week than it has been. Um, so hopefully that answers that question a little bit. Uh, Tyler's next question. It's kind of connected actually. So he asks who logs more carries Jones or Dylan. So that was an, that was another interesting one. Actually, I believe I'm looking at the stats now, uh, in 2021, AJ Dylan actually already did record more carries than Aaron Jones. He had, uh, 187 attempts to Aaron Jones's 171. And he had a little, a few more yards, like four more yards uh, than Aaron Jones. So I think that that's probably going to be similar this coming year. I think that Aaron Jones, they're going to depend on him more in those in passing situations. So, you know, maybe if they want to have a a two back backfield, like that pony package that we've heard that we see Mallet for use in the past, if they want to turn to that more, you know, Aaron Jones will be the one going out on the bubble screens and then they'll, they can hand it off to AJ Dillon, that kind of thing. Um, So I think that Dillon will be relied on a little bit more to carry that running game where Aaron Jones kind of contributes more in that passing game. Um, So I think that AJ Dillon will end up with more carries than Aaron Jones will. Uh, another question by Tyler. Uh, he asked four total. Um, so this is the third one. He says, give us a hot take. How many turnovers does the defense force this season? So I really like this. Um, let me look up, see how many turnovers the defense forced, uh, in 2021. Cause I think it will be better just with how their roster is kind of with Jair back with the new additions in the draft. Uh, let me see. Looking at pro football reference here, that's kind of my go-to site for stats. So the defense, let me see here. I'm not seeing an exact turnover number, but I maybe am just missing it. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Looks like the, oh, my computer's frozen. Bear with me here. I have a few too many tabs open. Okay. So it looks like in 2021, the Packers recorded 26 total takeaways. They had 18 interceptions and eight fumbles. So I think, like I said, I think that'll go up. I think that, let me see who the top defense in the league was for turnover. So that was the Cowboys with 34. So it uh, looks like the Packers were still in the top 10 in turnovers. Um, Cowboys had eight more interceptions and actually the same number of fumbles. So I think, yeah, I think that interception is it, interceptions are kind of hard to evaluate just because I think they're, they're a little bit erratic, right? You, you know, passes defense might be a more accurate measure of how a defensive back is impacting the game, but I could see the Packers recording, you know, over 20, 
interceptions and, you know, close to close to that same number of fumbles, maybe closer to 10 fumbles. And so I could easily see them going over 30 turnovers. So bull predictions, I'm going to say they go 35. They beat the Cowboys uh, total in 2021. Um, just our turnover machine, right? They're going to have to step up with the offense, maybe getting, getting a slow start and, you know, not, not carrying the team as much as they have, as much as it has in recent years. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say 35, uh, turnovers for 2020, uh, 2022. All right. And then final question from Tyler here he says with the return of, with the addition of Basaccia, does the special teams unit finish in the top half of the league? So, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not really inclined to have any faith in the special teams over giving what it's shown over the past couple of years, right? We thought that maybe Maurice Strayton would be, would help a bit, but that didn't turn out to be the case. And so I'm not, I'm not confident saying anything. I mean, he, he could improve it. Right. I th- honestly, I, th- I'm just hoping for something that's league average, right. Kind of what, what he uh, implied in the top half. Um, I'm fine if it's like 15, right? Just don't kill your team on in like the biggest stage in the playoffs, right? Don't lose the game for your team. That's all I'm asking. Um, for Ty- as to Tyler's question uh, with the addition of Basaccia, I'm going to say no. I think that they'll finish, they could finish, you know, somewhere in like the, the 16 to 20 range. Hopefully it'll be better. Like I said, hopefully it won't kill the Packers. But I, I still think that it won't be good. I mean, I haven't – they just haven't added a whole lot of pieces on special teams that have been proven, right? They've got – they've brought in Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, who can obviously contribute in that return game a little bit. But they're rookies, right? We saw Amari Rodgers, like, completely bomb as a rookie returner last year. And speaking of Marty Rodgers, we don't know if he's going to be any good or if they're even going to ask him to contribute on special teams in the same way. Um I mean, I haven't been thrilled on special teams with some of their uh, additions. Like, uh, I think his, his name was Keyshawn Nixon. Yeah, um, the cornerback from uh, the Raiders that they added. I watched some of his tape. I was actually, I thought his defensive play was better than his special teams play. He seemed to miss a fair amount of tackles on special teams. So I'm not sure how much of an improvement he's going to be. Hopefully he's a guy, you know, at the very least who can help, you know, teach the other guys Basaccia's, you know, principles, his scheme on special teams, but I'm, I'm not super optimistic about the special teams. I'm just hoping they can be league league average to slightly below average. So hopefully those, the, those answers uh, address your questions here, Tyler. All right. And then um, final question comes from Monty Moore at Ferd underscore Turgeson on Twitter. Uh, he's one of my, one of my friends on Twitter. Um, but he asks, will Christian Watson outperform MVS's best season in Green Bay, uh, which he uh, mentions the stats that was 33 receptions, 690 yards and six touchdowns in Watson's rookie. Uh, will, will Watson outperform that in his rookie season is basically his question. So again, that's, that's another interesting one. Um, it's kind of shocking how many targets went to Devonte Adams and MVS, right? Uh, just this past year, Defonte Adams had 169 targets. MVS had 55. Um, the next two highest were Aaron Jones with 65 and Alan Lazard with 60. Like no one's even touching Devonte Adams. So there's going to be tons of targets to go around. If we go off of those stats from 2021, there's going to be over 200 targets that can go around. So 
I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say that he's going to beat that total. I mean, it might come down to whether a, it, whether the Packers like toss it to him on kind of like a, a fly sweep or, you know, if it's, if it's a handoff behind the quarterback, right. That kind of line between rushing and receiving. Um, but I, I think he will, I think at the very least he'll surpass that reception uh, amount for uh, MVS, which I think he said, I think Mondi said it was 33. Yeah. I think, I think he'll have more than that just because there's, there's so many targets to go around. They're going to have to go to someone. They're not going to all go to Aaron Jones, right? He's not going to, I doubt he's going to end the season with 120 targets or whatever. So I think, yeah, I think Christian Watson, he could easily have 60 targets, um, 750 yards, maybe and eight touchdowns, something like that. But I'm going to go out and I'm going to say, yeah, he's going to outperform MVS's best season just because I think that not only can he be that deep threat that MVS was, but I mentioned it before, he can give you so much running after the catch intermediate routes. You know, a lot of, you may know, I am really high on Watson. So I'm, I'm, Gonna go out on a limb and say he can he can outperform MVS uh, with those numbers. Um, so that was all the questions for today or for this for this edition. Uh, sorry if this is a shorter episode um, without McQuaid to you know have a conversation with. Obviously, it goes a little bit shorter and it's kind of my one of my first uh, solo podcasts, uh, but I enjoyed it. So we'll see. Uh, Hopefully McQuaid will be back next week and uh, we'll be able to discuss some more news. Um, But this has been the Wisconsin Sports Heroic Podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network. My name is Sam Holman. Uh, You can find me at at Sam underscore D Holman on Twitter. I'm on YouTube as well. I think my channel name is Samuel Holman uh, dash Wisconsin Sports Heroics. So you can find me there. Uh, Give me a sub, whatever, all that, all that jazz. Uh, But thanks everyone for listening and have a great day or night or morning or whatever time it is, wherever you're listening.